Oh, Lynn. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute since we've been on here, man. Did I tell you about my kid whooping this, this kid's ass in school for the first time? Yeah. Yeah, you told me you got into a fight. I was like marking the spot on a sidewalk where it happened. Get a commemorative because it was right. defense, right? Because this kid been messing with them. Yeah, so I, I like softened the sidewalk and put my handprints in there, you know. And we did the we did the double knuckle up like a UFC fight <laughs> over the spot. Look, a lot of kids today don't get their ass beat. That's a good lesson for that kid. Yeah, it is. It is. Kids need their ass beat. Is the lesson. <laughs> we used to be a country, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, if no better way, there's no better way to start the show. Look, it's the black man of Seattle, Asian man in LA. Let's get it. To the chin, cause you know it's all love in the end. Now let's begin. This ain't nothing that you used to. This this ain't nothing that you used to. A black man in Seattle, an Asian man in LA. A black man in Seattle, an Asian man in LA. This ain't nothing that you used to. This this ain't nothing that you used to. A black man in Seattle, an Asian man in LA. A black man in Seattle, an Asian man in LA. Yeah, man, he uh, he he whooped that kid's ass. He he was proud. He he was he came home proud. He's like, Dad, I, I I beat up this kid that was picking on me. Are you proud of me? I was like, Hell yeah! I took him out to go eat. We went to go play. He's, he's worried about getting in trouble. Look, look, as lo- he he wasn't the one that initiated it, but he's the one that finished it, and that's all that matters. Damn right, damn right. That's Look, all I worry about. If somebody messes with my kid and you've been doing that for God knows how long, 
and my kid snaps and beats the hell out of your kid, I'm not I'm not yelled at him for it. I'm gonna be like, so did you win? Yeah, that's the first question I asked. I asked. I, I had tears in my eye when he told me he won. He was like, Dad, are you proud? I was like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so it was so beautiful. So beautiful <laughs> moment. We never been closer. <laughs> this is what family together. Bond <laughs> Well, Will Smith and Jada Pika said, they said, bad marriage for life. <laughs> <laughs> bad parent for life. Well, that Talk- reminds me of something. I was, uh, I was on YouTube listening to some video game soundtracks. You know, as you do when you're working out, you're trying to get into a rhythm. And uh-huh. one pops up in the title of it says, don't speak your name. The first comment on that video was Will Smith's favorite song. <laughs> what was it? It said, don't speak your name. <laughs> Say Jada's like Voldemort. <laughs> That's my stuff. Speaking of which, man, did you did you watch the Will Smith interview with Brother Balao? No. It, the, the, I, I, at this point, do it. Do I need to? It was. It was. I, it. This happened maybe like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a uh, Will Smith's personal assistant. And then allegedly, you know, his, I mean, you know, his best friend for like 30, one of his best friends for 30 years. Right. This dude came out and was putting all the tea out on Will Smith. It was crazy. Uh-oh. Saying that um, Jada Pinkett is the, you know, the, the puppeteer of the relationship. She controls him. Gotcha. Said that Will Smith beat the brakes off of Jada Pinkett uh, one time. That's why she looks the way she looks now. Yeah, he said that he just snapped on her one time and beat her, and she had to stay in the house for days, broke her nose in her face. And then he says that he caught Will Smith, quote, getting dug out by Dwayne Martin on the couch. He said it was murder in the room when he caught him. Oh, God. He said Will Smith was the catcher. Dwayne Martin, who has two first names, was the pitcher. (laughs) You should never trust because it's two first names. Never trust a man with two first names. You know, the, the the thing I noticed the most about that trailer was the music in the background was incredible. Whoever did the piano music for that, let me see if I can pull it, briefly pull that out for you. Because it was it was a work of art. You ever seen the meme of that dude on the beach in uh, like 1800s attire with the piano flaming? That's basically what that is. No, I didn't see that. Oh, you got it. it That'd be per- that'd be the perfect meme for this. Literally, it's if you type in flaming piano on beach in Google, the first videos that pop up are of that, and it's incredible. That's where the meme is from. And it's incredible. Okay. Here's that. Here's this and I um here's the trailer for it. Piano dude put in work. He might get he might have to get the Robert Ori Award of the Week. You look at my Instagram. Mm-hmm. You see the hundreds of celebrities that I've done business with, you know, done things with. And during the latter years of our relationship, Will was not my friend. I was his friend. I was around before they had Trey. Jada was the woman that everybody wanted. And Will needed that validation to have that type of woman. You saw her say that Will Smith had a small dick? Oh, I am saying to you, if a woman is used to something the size of a baby leg and you come in with a pinky toe, there's nothing you can do to please her. You can buy Hold her up. because you can get her any private jet. Oh, what, what, what? <laughs> I told you this show was wild, man. I watched the whole two-hour interview. This dude was going off. This is this don't even touch it. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Maybe like a pinky toe. I wasn't expecting that. 
Said Will Smith got a small dick. Yeah, she's itching for that baby leg. She want that baby leg. You can beat a person so much that they fall into submission. And who needs enemies when they got friends like you? So I can tell you what goes on in, on the inside. Everybody else is just speculation. Somebody told me I made my pictures in the book. You know, your yeah, your pictures in the book and your name is in the book. So I'm just like you doing some real elegant bit. I'm blowing you up. I love that. I'm I love that. You up. This is what Jada makes the new people do. And I ain't gonna say new. They probably been there after myself, mm -hmm. right? They will make you check into a rehab. And they'll pay for the rehab. Even though you're not on drugs, they're going to pay for the rehab. And you have to go if you want to work with them. And then I saw sexual acts that I when I walked in on. Who'd you walk in on? Him and Dwayne Martin. Okay. Hollywood is the hurry up and, and, and wait game. So three minutes later after them telling me, hey, you got eyes on Will. You got, we, we need him to come watch this. So I'm running all over the, the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, but I see his car there. I'm like, where's this guy at? So now I'm holding Dwayne down too. So I have the keys to his dressing room. So I'm like, yo, and they're calling my, my they, I'm on walkie talkie and they're calling my cell phone. Yo, we need to get Will here. I'm like, yo, kind of fucked down. Like I'm trying to find this, like this is, this is unlike him, right? So all right, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room and that's when I see Dwayne and having anal sex with Will. Let me process that for a second. There was a couch and um, Will was bent over on the couch and Dwayne was standing up, killing her, murder, like <laughs> Okay. You hear that key that the piano dude hit say at the end of? Bent over on the couch and Dwayne was standing up, killing her, murder, like murder. It was murder in there. <laughs> Can you imagine going your whole entire life learning the piano, being a maestro as a child, and you put you laying down tracks, and then this is what your work turns into? <laughs> turns into <laughs> you're the soundtrack for Dwayne, uh, Will Smith and Dwayne Martin sex life. That's all I thought of. I was more shocked by the music in the background than the allegations. <laughs> Just murder in the room. <laughs> they finished that off like Hans Zimmer uh, playing Time live. Oh my god. Oh, it was bad, man. He went in on Will Smith, man. You don't really know people, and, and especially with celebrities. And it's like, at this point, some both people in Hollywood gotta have fucked up shit. They do. That's known at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you remember I, I mean nobody surprises me with anything anymore. That's just like, petty as hell. Like if I you did if you did something elite, I saw you murder somebody, I'll put that out. I'll go to the police, but like your gay sexual act, you just trying to be petty. It's like there's no reason. There, there, there's no reason to put that stuff out there. Yeah. Like, like Will didn't steal any money from you. Exactly. He's probably stealing from him. This guy looks like a slime ball. He sounds like what he looks like. What he sounds like. <laughs> Speaking of um, 
celebrities. Oh, go ahead. Under recording. Dude, he probably was in there with the tripod. <laughs> he knew what was he knew. This dude looks sus anyway. He talked about he got all these women it, and stuff it, like that. No, he said he was Will's assistant, right? Yeah. Man, he probably would have known this shit. Yeah. He just stumbled into the room one time. Completely out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't buy it. Mm -mm. No, I think, yeah, I think I part of this is just them just dogging on him at this point, like dogpiling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kicking a man while he's down. Jada Pinkett says she's going to sue, but ah. I, haven't heard any, I haven't heard anything about it. I did that episode a while back. Uh, are you okay? Well, uh, part three. And I said her book wasn't going to sell anything. And her book didn't even make crack the top 100 on Amazon <laughs> when it came out. Nobody was going to buy that shit, man. I knew. I knew. I mean, nobody's interested in what she has to say. But I. Nobody wants to know what she wants to say. They're the same kind of people who want to validate their own life choices. Her book is about Will. Will's book is about him. There you go. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know. Do you remember, Lynn? Years ago, that's probably over a decade ago, The List. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I still have it. I, you still have it? I still have it. Is Julianne Mar Margulies on that list? Because oh, yeah. she needed to be. <laughs> Please tell them the context while I'm looking for this. <laughs> segue <clears throat> segue to my next next subject we we did an episode a while back called they'll remind you and i, I always say you know these people i i'm very cautious around a certain demographic and it's because they never cease to surprise me that they're always closet racist now, i'm not talking about jewish people though julian margulies is a jew uh she <laughs> i'm not talking about that part um I'm talking about other demographics that she is. If you're a longtime listener to, of the show, you already know what I'm talking about. And Lynn knows what I'm talking about. These these people have been my nemesis since he's known me. Um, I think Julian Margulies was on the list, though, for a while. She, she used to be very beautiful. Uh, recently, she came out and talked about the war in Palestine or the war in Gaza. It's not it's not really a war. It's really a one sided assault. But at this point, but she came out and talked. I didn't know Julianne Margulies was Jewish, uh, but she came out and talked out, talked about it. Let me let me uh, play this. What? I lost it. <laughs> oh, no, it's gone with the wind. If we do redo the list uh, or if you find it, take take her off. Let me uh, play with you what she said. Uh oh, they'll remind you, Lynn. In a recent podcast interview, actor Julie Anna Margulies made controversial comments suggesting that black people have been brainwashed to hate Jews. Movement. The Jews were the ones that walked side by side with with the blacks to fight. For I'm pausing right there. Uh, one number one. I don't recall any Jews walking side by side uh, with us for 400 years during the racism. Uh, and if they did, they didn't get the treatment that black people did as a consequence for trying to rise up against oppression. Number two, whenever somebody says the blacks. <laughs> Red flag. Lynn. Not black people. Black. No, not, yeah, not, not black. Whenever you put the in front of a race, like uh, the Jews. <laughs> you're racist. Anytime you put the in front of a race, you're racist. Just had to clarify that. 
their rights because <laughs> they know. And now the black community isn't embracing us and saying, we stand with you the way you stood with us. Jews died for their cause. Where's the history lesson in that? Who's, who's teaching these kids? Pause. Because the fact that the... Uh-huh. What? All right, I, I, oh, I thought you had something to say. No, but I'm like, wait, wait. I, I don't know what who, she's who talking about. Who died for the... Huh? Yeah, I don't know what she's talking about. Okay, continue. Higher black community isn't standing with us. To me, says either they just are, don't know or they've been brainwashed to hate mm-hmm. Jews. But when you've been marginalized so much. We not even thinking about y'all. Not even in the purview. We're not even. No, I've never heard a black person mention anything about Jews, except for like, uh, you know, the you know, the far, you know, if they're in conspiracy theories and stuff like that, they say Jews run everything. But for the most part, by far and large, black people ain't even thinking about the Jewish community. But it's also it's also this point of a lot of people who, you know, are taking stake in the conflict. It's unless you have family there. Unless you're like doing humanitarian work over there, part of the UN or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not our business. They're trying to cancel us. I, I know soon right on cue. We have so we have just got disconnected with our uh anchor Spotify connection soon as we started soon as we started talking about this subject. Interesting. Oh. They're trying to cancel us. I, I have nothing against the Jewish community. God bless them. What happened to them is horrific. I do believe that they should go after Hamas for what happened. But a lot of people, a lot of collaterals happening in the tens of thousands now. But on a subject of Julian Margulies, what were you saying, Lynn, before they, they cut you off? I I really don't know what she's trying to accomplish. Well, no, I do know what she's trying to accomplish. She's trying to get a, a, like a group to, you know, side with her side of the cause. Yeah. But for people in America and anybody at home, you you don't need to take a side here. It's not our business. It, it, we we got to worry about our own shit first, okay? Before we even think about things like this. I don't know, bro. She she's gonna try oh, to go for for y'all, and then she's trying to go for Asians. I guarantee she, you. She That's ain't that. She she cook. She cooking, Lynn. She's still cooking. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, it gets worse. Oh God. The way I feel, we have. Isn't that when you step up? So that, well, I think the brain. Well, I think you're right. I think the brainwashing is that there's this narrative that's been created that Jews are the oppressor. Jews are genocidal. Um, when, have, when have we ever oppressed? Um. Um. <laughs> uh, um first of all, when, when she's talking about black people saying that Jews are the oppressor, Jews are genocidal. We're, we don't think that about Jewish people. We think that uh, black people in general think that about the Caucasian race and it's based on its history. 
uh, in general. Uh, they're not they they don't break it down into different communities like that. In in general, there are there are some people that do that. But when she says, "When have the Jewish people ever been oppressive or genocidal?" Um, too soon. <laughs> you can use the argument for Israel, the UN. I mean, here's what here's what kills me is that these kids are calling Jews colonialists. If you're going to go with that argument, kids, then get the fuck out of America. Right. Because Ooh. you were not here first. Right. Native Americans were here, and you owe them a big fucking apology and move the fuck out. It got worse after that. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, no. <laughs> it got worse. I'm the first person to march for Black Lives Matter. When that happened to George Floyd, I put a black screen on my Instagram. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> this is why like, we've been preaching this shit from the beginning, Liz. Uh, these keyboard warriors, these so, these social media <laughs> activists, they think they they think they really doing something. Lynn. She says she was the first to do something because she put a black screen up on for George Floyd. That that accomplished so much. Black brothers and sisters. <laughs> I I. What else? Let me see if I can find the other other things she said too, because this is campus, okay, and it, it turns out lesbian club. Oh, here we go. Up these posters, and uh -oh. it turns out that was a lie. That's correct, because in the poster at the very very bottom, it says no Zionists allowed. This black lesbian club, um on Columbia campus and they put signs up that said no Jews allowed. I want to say to them, you fucking idiots. You don't exist. Like you're even lower than the Jews. A, you're black and B, you're gay. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Hold up, I got one more time. One more time. Just so people hear it from the back, in the back. This black lesbian club um, on Columbia campus, and they put signs up that said no Jews allowed. I want to say to them, you fucking idiots. You don't exist. Like, you're even lower than the Jews. A, you're black, and B, you're gay. <laughs> it don't get more racist than that, Len. She talking like a Nazi. But 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 we stood together with you. <laughs> I told you, man, you let him talk long enough, man. These people are fucking racist to the core, man. She said, oh, you ain't, no. you don't exist. You're lower than the Jews. You're oh, black, no. you're gay. She listed those two things. Making you black is lower than a Jew, and then making you gay makes you even lower than that in her mind. Holy shit. <laughs> Amen. Juliana Margulies. And people are letting her, let her there. She apologized. You know, she quivered her voice and shed a tear. You oh know that. God. Always it's like the YouTuber apology where they come on camera and they and they do the. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking a side so they can remember the script before they say it. <laughs> 
I told you, man. I I told you it gets worse. <laughs> I told you I, it got worse. Oh, I did. Mm. Speechless, huh? Amen. <laughs> it's free speech. It is free speech. I will say that. But you are allowed to be a racist. I agree. You should be allowed to be a racist in America, but you should uh, suffer, be prepared to suffer the social consequences of those acts, too. Well, you should also be prepared to think when you're. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um... <laughs> yeah, going. We're start, starting it off hot today. <laughs> I, 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 I'm shook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the segue into that, people have been asking me a lot. About well, let me let me respond to a couple things. A couple people emailing me about the last episode with OG. Uh, he did a solo episode. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did during my divorce. And I did. If you listen to the first episode, it's like episode zero, I think it's called. And I do dedicate that episode to my. Uh, I dedicate all the episodes uh, to my ex-wife and to my children, and that still stands because I'm petty. <laughs> not not towards my children. This this is this is uh, <laughs> let me clarify. Uh, this is this is a record. Uh this podcast is a record for the actual personality that I have uh of who I am. I'm unfiltered. Lynn knows me. I'm I'm the same person on and off the podcast. This is so my children knows me. This is true. Um, this is I, true. Who, I am, who I am around around people that uh, when I'm not in father mode, I guess they they so they can be in my brain and know how I actually am. This is a record of that. And also, since we've had thousands of people listen to the podcast, I I never imagined it. That, I mean, we're small. Don't get me wrong, but I am surprised at how big it's gotten, especially this year, mm. and the little bit that we've little bit of content that we posted on here. Some, I mean, sometimes we don't post for like four weeks. We're going to do better about that. I keep saying it, but I do mean it. Yeah, I do. I still do dedicate it to them because I do want them to, I still want them to see, uh, my kids to see who I am. And, you, you know, everybody uh, that agrees and supports me uh, for the, you know, a terrible situation that arose. And because there was a lot of things that were said that unfortunately was not true. And this, I mean, I guess people that know me, know me. And uh, that's what, that's what it is. Um, it's a, it's a, I guess this is like our Testament. And then Lynn was kind enough to join me on this uh, since the beginning. I got, I got roped into it with uh, some grilled cheese and some chicken nuggets. It always works. Always, it always lay works. it like a mouse trap. So if anybody, <laughs> if anybody, you know, happens to see me or recognize me, well, that's basically how you get me. <laughs> yeah, and OG too. Yeah, OG going through a difficult time, but this is this is the ascension. I'm listening. I list. I listened to it last year, or uh, most of our episodes when I was creating the best of, and it's it's crazy to listen to where we were then to where we are now. It's it's a complete 180, and I'm yeah I'm I'm happy about that. You know, it's a year closer closer to the end of the year too. I'm really happy and proud about this podcast. We can do better. We can do better. Um, 
Um, by no means, it, this podcast will never be professional. No. <laughs> It, it no. will never be a professional operation, that's, no matter how not happening. <laughs> yeah, no matter how many people listen to it, God, God willing, you know, we get more and more listeners. Yeah, I, I appreciate everybody that listens. I don't know why you guys do, but you do. Well, I'll also preface this for anybody who thinks that if we aren't going to be unhinged, oh, you sweet summer childs, you. <laughs> this is who we are, man. This is who we are. It's going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I I um thinking about the war in Gaza. I don't even know if it's classified as a war because I don't see it's pretty has, war. Is it war because is is the IDF taking casualties? I I, I think they are. Look, any are any they? armed conflict between two nations at this point is considered war. No, 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 no. How dare you, sir? That's anti that's a that's anti-American. We haven't had a war since Vietnam, sir. How dare you? Everything that the US has done since then, even in, in even the actions in Afghanistan, those were operations. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go to that room, bro. How, how dare you? Look, if any vets are listening to this podcast, he doesn't mean it. <laughs> They know I'm being facetious. This is how the U.S. government defines it, though. They will say we we never lost a war. Uh, we withdrew from Vietnam, and that was the last. <laughs> has never US. lost a war. That's what they said. The U.S. has never lost a war, and the, uh, it, it may be Vietnam, but they say that we withdrew, and there has not been a war since then. Everything you see, everything if you look it up, every conflict that the U.S. has been in has been defined as an operation. A, a very long operation that ended up with the capital city of Vietnam being named Ho Chi Minh City. <laughs> but I yeah. I mean, that was a war. That was Vietnam War. Yeah, the, the uh, Korean the K Korean conflict or Korean War. Was that before or after Vietnam? I believe it was before. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm right about that. They define, you know, Operation yeah, Desert. That was, that was in the 50s. This Vietnam was in the 60s. Yeah. We had Operation Desert Storm, Operation Freedom, you know, Operation This, Operation That. And all these are, you know, that's how they sell it to the American people. They don't call it an actual war anymore. Okay, there we go. That one. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with Spotify today. They don't like talking about this shit. They don't like the truth. <laughs> what was I on? Oh, yeah. But uh, um, the operations of the U.S. and Palestine, Asia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the most thing that I've learned is that out of this conflict is that Americans are ignorant. Hello. Yeah, I, I, I can guarantee you if you showed a map of South America to 80% of Americans and told them, point out where Israel is, point out where the Gaza Strip is, they would actually select a point on that map. I guarantee it. To be fair, I also don't know geography, so I'd probably lose. <laughs> yeah, but you, you never claimed that you knew, you know, that you're some expert in the Gaza-Israeli uh, conflict, oh, no, the Palestinian. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking about these people on the internet that throw out these facts that they heard recycle from their new, uh, their, you know, echo chamber of a news outlet or their sources, you know. They'll come out there and they'll confront you on these what does that do? What is that going to accomplish for anybody? Right. Let's just say you 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 do 
say say I'm a, what's a pro Palestinian a Hamas terrorist supporter is what the pro Israel side calls calls the people that support the um, people in Palestine. If I w- if you point out certain facts to me and those facts are true and I I concede that those facts are true after an argument and I'm like oh okay you're right what, what what's accomplished but you feel better about yourself that you won an argument or the other side if I if I'm uh, pro Israel side and I call you a Zionist which they love doing now and I guarantee the most people that use that term have no idea what it means. If I if I if I'm able to convince you that you're wrong and that you know the bombing of tens of thousands of people is wrong, that's genocide, and you're like, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. What what, what have I accomplished? But feeding your ego. That's right. the purpose of online conversations and these arguments and and um in their homes during you know over Thanksgiving or somebody. It's valid, it's personal validation. These people aren't donating money to either side. These people aren't fighting any wars. It's the oh, but I <laughs> but I put a black screen up on my Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was the first to put the black screen up. Uh you're not you're not, uh, but you are lower than Jews, though. <laughs> I look. Not only are you, <laughs> if you're black or you're gay, you're lower than a Jew. Oh, but I did, I put the black screen up though. I, you know, solidarity. You you fucking idiots, she said, or something like that. She called us. <laughs> this, I mean, this is my point, though. These people don't even believe in half the stuff that they're saying. They're just arguing to have a point or a side. They're yeah. virtually milling and to sound educated on a subject. I, I, it's just people that like hearing themselves speak, and they have no idea what they're talking about. I've been watching a lot of raw footage of the Israeli um, when the. Um, Hamas went in there and killed those uh, 1,500, or I don't know the exact number, 1,200 um, Israelis that they murdered and um, kidnapped, or some of them, they only, they kidnapped a few, a hundred or something like that. But I, w- I was watching the raw footage of some of that in sites you're not supposed to be watching it on. And it was horrific what I saw. Uh-huh. There's an over-exaggeration of like, you know, when Iraq... To try to justify us going into Iraq when they're saying they're pulling babies out of incubators and stuff like that. That never happened. And Israeli forces are claiming that they were beheading uh, babies. And uh, there's no confirmation of those reports. It sounds like a U.S. you know propaganda to me. But maybe that was maybe that maybe it did happen. But there was a lot of rape. There was a lot of murder. Yeah. And people tend to forget what happened, why Israel went into there. Well, their reason that they're giving for going into there. I don't believe that's the reason, but we can go into that in another date. I'm not going to go into the long history of the conspiracy theories. It's a long, they say it's a 75 year history of why this escalated to this point, but it's longer than that. They've been going at war since the beginning. <clears throat> These, that, that area has been a powder keg for forever. And these people, after the October 7th attack, immediately after they started interviewing them, some of the survivors and stuff, and their their response were almost all the same. They they said, I don't know why they did this to us. I don't know why uh, they, they, they would 
uh, murderers and rapers and uh, killers in this way. And I, I don't know why they attacked us. We didn't do anything to them. And when Israel bombed, responded and started carpet bombing just Gaza into the Gaza Strip into the oblivion, I watched the raw and cut footage of the children and, you know, them missing their arms, the dead babies, right. people looking for their kids and their mothers, and it's horrific. And they had the same exact response. I don't know why these people are bombing us. I don't know why these people are murdering us. They don't, they have no idea why they hate each other, but it's not, it's because it's been going on so long. It's like the racism in America. They don't even know why they're racist anymore. It's been going on so long. They just know that they're not, that they don't like these people, but they don't know why. It's a, I, I seen, um, Andrew Tate give this example. I know this is not the best time to mention his name, <laughs> uh, but he, he talked about he talked about this experiment of these monkeys. It's the ladder. It's a monkey ladder experiment. They would put a banana up on a tree and set a ladder in there, and of course the monkeys will go after the bananas. But they would spray the monkeys as a consequence for going up for the bananas. And after a while, the monkeys would start grabbing the monkeys to, you know, warn them to, you know, not go up there to get because they're getting hurt. Right. And they would switch them out, you know, one or two at a time. And the new monkeys would go up there and the other monkeys would bring them down and they would keep switching them out. And it got to the point where there was all new set of monkeys, but those uh, monkeys were pulling each other down. You know, they, uh, before, uh, if one went out for the banana, they didn't know why they were pulling them down. They weren't even one of the original. They didn't even know why they were pulling them down. They just knew that they were they were doing it. And that's that's the human condition. And it, I, I, and I'm not saying that's the only thing that's going on. I know it's a long history. Some people do remember. They, the leaders remember. I remember uh, Elon Musk said that war is... Young people killing uh, strangers, other young strangers, for old people that know each other. And I can't word it more perfectly. I'm paraphrasing. He said it better than that. But it's it's young people, strangers, young strangers killing each other for old people that know each other. And that's exactly what I believe is going on in this conflict of what's, what's been going on in every pretty much conflict in the world. Well, that's, that's pretty much the epitome of World War One. A generation died out because, like, seven or eight people couldn't get along. Yeah, yeah, millions. And their leaders. It's, it's crazy, man. I, and, and then the, for the arrogance of Americans that have their input on it, just because they read a couple blogs or they, you know, you know they listen to a certain, you know, they listen to an NPR or M- MSN, or even the fringe, like Jimmy Dore or something like that. I, I listen to all these news outlets, but I still don't. Everything is filtered before it comes to America. It's just like China, but it's it's more of a um, of a mirage of freedom that we have here. And it's everything. All your information is still filtered through U.S. propaganda, and it's just it's just baffling to me. And the ignorance of Americans to support certain things, like I, I see. I, I see these certain things like um, uh, people in uh, 
that like Julianne Margulies, she's uh, black people supporting uh, the suicide, and then you have people like Julianne Margulies saying the silent part out loud. And I don't have anything. I I support Jewish people and their religion, and I, I try to love everybody. I have nothing personal against the Jewish community, but then when somebody comes out and says something like that, which I've heard multiple highly offensive and racist, this is just one ignorant celebrity, but I've heard other people say some really racist things as well about the black community and the things that we, we've, uh, we're saying like, like, we're just trying to survive. You know, we're just trying to keep our head down and my, we're, we're still trying to, you know, live over here. And they're like, how dare you, you know? And I see like these different groups, uh, support in Palestine, you know, like uh, there's groups like Queers for Palestine mm. and all these different groups over there. I'm like, do you know what happens in the Middle East? I'm like, I don't, I don't think you know what's happening over there. No, uh, yeah, I'm like, I, and then like I see these, you know, feminists and stuff like that supporting Palestine. I'm like, do you go over there and do that? Do you know? Do you know what would happen to you over there? Like, try the shit you're doing. Yeah. And see if you're gonna have a good time. You're not exactly. have a good time. Yeah, it's just a it's just American ignorance again. And it's a conflict between us. And we're not even if we're these arguments and these disputes that we're having with each other, I have it all the time with people. I'm like for, I quit I quit re- responding to it because I'm like, for what? If I win the argument, what is what's gonna happen? And if they win the argument, it's only just gonna feed their ego and they're just gonna go on to on to the next one. And the next one, and the next one yeah. after that, and the next one after that. Yeah, and as a collective, we have no position to speak on anybody doing anything to anyone. Our our U.S. tax dollars, which me and you and everybody that you argue with, pay, has supported the killing and the genocide of millions of people around the world, millions, for decades. And to anybody thinks like, oh, you're wrong. You know, we haven't done that in the before. I'm like, uh, I think you need to go. It's a quick Google search away. Exactly. <laughs> so like we wouldn't it's happened. We literally, we literally armed Afghanistan. I, I don't know. <laughs> in our yeah. Yeah. So you can't really say, oh, but, but we did. No, no, we did. We did. The U.S. The U.S. empire has destroyed more countries than any country in existence. I don't think that's I don't think that's a um, a controversial opinion. There there may have been Genghis Khan and Hitler. Those people who killed millions of people. But I'm talking about accumulative years over time. We've been in, we've been the number one nation for how long? I don't know, man. Genghis killed a shit ton of dudes. He literally <laughs> lowered the CO2 output of the entire fucking world. Oh, did he? Yeah. Was it a hundred million people he killed? I, bro, he literally cooled the planet by I, I think, uh, how many people? Literally, when people are talking about reducing the carbon footprint, look at Genghis <laughs> Khan. Yeah, because uh, he killed. I, what is it? Um, the Mongol invasion had a noticeable impact by decreasing the global carbon dioxide by less than. 0.1 part per million. Oof. If you have an effect on a co- global carbon dioxide emission rate by executing human beings, you're killing a lot of human beings. <laughs> so the other one would have been, you know, like the Black Tank that killed about 25 million people. 
or whatever. We've we've killed more than that though. Uh, pro- cumulatively over time, maybe. I'm talking about like all at once though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the U.S. since it's been the number one superpower in the world. Yeah. So the Mongol invasion, it killed about 11% of the world's population at the time. So that's around... 11%? Le- yeah. So around that time, it was about... Holy 37. shit. You got to remember, though, this is, the tw- this is like the 1200s. Okay. So we don't... It's not the 7 billion that you had today. It's like, you know, around a billion maybe or sorry yeah around a billion so he killed about no my math is off it would have been about 600 million 660 around there because at its peak it would have killed 60 million people we we need we need a statistician guy like to do ESPN Watson Brown EDU uh, they're saying that uh, 432,000 civilians have been killed post 9-11 in the U.S. wars that aren't wars. You mean in the <clears throat> operations? Yeah, in their operations. And this is this is what their the official count, but I'm sure it's significantly higher than that. That's excluding CIA, CIA operations. These are just direct hot conflicts. The U.S. has their hands meddled in everything. This is not including the war in Ukraine, which we have our hands in. Hello, CIA. Yeah. They're going to cut us off again for the third time. I've been trying to stay away from serious subjects on here because we'd be getting too serious sometimes always. And I said, it's going to, I mean, we, we are going to hit it, you know, the hard subjects, but I don't want to go too far into, because I don't, I mean, I, I think, I think Israel for what Hamas did has the right to go in and take out Hamas. But I think they it's gone too far with all these thousands and thousands of, I think one innocent civilian is too much, but it's bound to happen. But 10,000 people, that's just crazy. And only over a month, that's crazy. At this point, they just need to solve it over some chess or fucking checkers because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, this world is, it's crazy now. People say, oh, that's ridiculous. You can't solve it over a game. And it's like, well, the alternative is this. That's not much better. Yeah. Any, I mean, I think anything's got to be better than this at some point. But I mean, if the, if Hamas, let's say the people responsible for the terrorist attack on October 7th, if the, their leadership went in handcuffed and gave themselves up, would Israel stop? Mm. I don't know. And that's the crazy thing to say. Just uh, thought we touch up on that. Speaking about crazy, Lynn, I don't know if you know, I'm not a fan of Megan Rapinoe. And I, 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 I told you that I try not to use the word crazy. And I don't think she's crazy. I, I think this her take is crazy, is Go what on. I'm trying to say. Go on. I think she's a narcissist. I think um, she is the what we define as the overcorrection of certain movements, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to go into. Um, the, it, Megan Rapinoe, they lost the World Cup a while back. And this this happened a while back, but we haven't talked since then. Right. She got injured briefly. And this is what she had to say about getting hurt and losing the World Cup. Oh dear. Yeah, and she blamed everything on God. Listen to this. Yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if it wasn't God, like this is proof that there isn't. By the Did way, you hear what she said? 
Oh, my God. She said, I'm not a religious person. But. <laughs> but. What did she say? I didn't need proof that there was a God. And if there, oh, yeah, if there wasn't, if there was any proof that there was not a God, it's this. What happened to her at the World Cup is proof that God doesn't exist. Yeah. Lady, play better. Oh, wait, you're retired. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> I, I, dude, this is the, 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 you let these people talk long enough, man. They tell on themselves. <laughs> This is what I've been saying. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have nothing against the, you know, the on, on paper, what she stands for, but I know she don't stand for it. It's about her. She can't see past herself. First of all, it's, you piss off Americans and then yeah. you lose what you're supposed to win as a representative of America, even though at this point you pretty much seem to be anti-American. Like, what are you doing? She and a lot of other people follow another like line of thinking, like, oh, America's so bad, you know, we're not going to support America because of what it stands for and, and all this stuff. You know, like the overcorrection thing? Exactly. Because they're like, oh, you know, America's horrible. I'm not going to have the American flag on my lawn. I'm, I'm not going to fly the flag. That's that's in these cases, that's not what you're supposed to do. You fly the American flag. You support the American flag. You basically support your country for what it's supposed to stand for. Right. At, at the sporting event. At the sporting event, you're supposed to stand for the ideals of your country, which are freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. You have the right to talk all this stuff because that's the right that is given to you. Mm hmm. That, that we stand for freedom of speech, freedom of representation, freedom to do what you want to do, and to just have the opportunity. It's given you all that you have. And then to go out and deny it is ridiculous. And then to do that on, on the pitch and just lose the game. <laughs> hey, the good luck. Uh, reinforces our opposition's point. Because I'm like, if you go to China and criticize China, and see what happens. The fact that we spend, we, all of our, I would say like 90% of our content is us criticizing America. <laughs> Me and you on this podcast, we criticize American culture. We criticize American racism. We, we're very cr critical of America. I, I yet, love America. Yeah, and yet, we, exactly. We still yeah. love America. I love this goddamn country because of what it stands for, right? Freedom. Freedom and opportunity. I yeah. don't want to live anywhere else. You know, we talk shit about the government. We talk shit about all that. But for the opportunity we have here, where else can you say all this shit without reprieve? I think I think there's a lot of countries that you can talk about their government and stuff. But I just, I mean, America's the, you know, uh, richest of those countries. It is, well, it is definitely the richest. But England's got problems. Asia's got this, problems. Japan and Korea both have problems. Yeah, I don't know. A anything. lot of censorship stuff. Canada, it, I, man, I don't even want to get into Canada. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's crazy what's going on up there. Yeah. And then you can't, I mean, you got Germany, Sweden, all those other ones. It's, it's not like the cream of the crop up there either. Every, every country's got its shit along with us. It's not like America's dealing with, you know, shit that nobody else is dealing with, which... 
Actually, it is in certain respects, but it isn't in others. Everyone's got yeah. their own problems, but I still live here, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta weigh it. Which problems are you willing to deal with? America's hella racist. Yeah, and I'm but, and bro, I, I'm I've been born here. Okay, I'm American to the core. I ain't fucking leaving. Sporting event and America's in it. You bet your ass I'm supporting them. I don't I don't support Joseph Biden. I don't support Donald Trump. But I appreciate the fact that I can say fuck both of them. And I'm not getting snatched up in a potato sack bag and, and thrown in the back of a van. You know now, what I mean? Our podcast might get, you know, psyoped. Oh, yeah. There we go again. Yeah. There we go again. Yeah. We get cut off again. <laughs> it's happened three times so far. We'll see what happens again. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I mean, this, this, there's a lot of freedom in other countries too, but it's that America's a little different. I don't know. It's because it's more of a melting pot of cultures, I think. And I appreciate that we can argue with each other and have all these, you know, um, difference of opinions and different cultures and different religions in America. But it's, I, I don't think there's any other, I haven't, you know, I haven't traveled the world. And, you know, recently, this last couple months opened my eyes to the ways of the way other people think outside of this country. I'm proud to be African-American. You know, the country, the country's government is corrupt as hell. And they're, you know, these politicians are full of shit. But I'm just talking about the people of America. The people of America are good. And you got bad eggs here and there, but who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have Gavin Newsom's and... Oh my God! Don't get me started. Did you did you watch the DeSantis, who I can't stand either, uh, DeSantis Newsom debate? That was if anybody wants to see a debate of gold, you got to watch that. That was a good one, right? It was, was a good, good debate. One. That was a good debate. It's a good, healthy debate. I liked it. I liked that it was just one on one too. But it, it and and it's funny because I was expecting Newsom to be the absolute most. And I can't pair. I can't say this in a, in a nice way. I thought it was going to be the most dog shit <laughs> debate, just because of how Newsom's handled like California. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting a whole modicum of, of BS, and it was actually, you know, it wasn't headache inducing, which I was okay with. This is how a lot of politics is nowadays for debates. It isn't. It's, it's not like give and take with, with how a lot of like debates are usually supposed to be. You have good yeah. points forming on both sides. You have a well-constructed argument. You have acknowledgement of the other party's concerns, criticisms, and then what can be done to address that. That's what, you know, these debates are supposed to be about, right? Yeah. No. Nowadays, and it's been like this for the last 30 plus, 40 plus years, it's just been an absolute, oh, well, you're wrong, or, or you got to <laughs> shut up, or yeah, just shut up, man. Like, yeah. No. And I'm not saying you got to like this person. Go back to, you know, the the Ronald Reagan debates that he had against one of his uh the the guys on the other side. <laughs> I think it was his second presidency, and they were doing a, a joke, you know. Um, it was, what, what was it? Uh, his his other shoot. How do you say it? It's not opponent. I don't want to say opponent. Basically, the the, nom- the nominee of the other side, right? Yeah. And uh, they were talking about age. Oh, what was it? They're asking if if uh, 
you know, age was going to be an issue. And in context, Reagan was older at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And so they're asking about, you know, if age was going to be an issue in the debate. And he, and he said, I will not make this an issue of age. I will not, you know, use my uh, opponent's, you know, youth and inexperience. <laughs> and the other, and the other primary nominee, uh, the nominated guy was like also sixty at this point. So it was, it was a good laugh, right? Yeah. You you can't have that anymore. You can't have a joke. I mean, they're terrible comedians too. They try. But I mean, that, that but that one in the context of the video was a lot funnier than I'm making it out to be. Oh yeah, yeah. That the, I'm talking about nowadays when they oh. try. It's like it's not natural. They were smoother back then, but now mm-hmm. it's like. It's like stiff and robotic. They're not funny when they tell a joke. It's always silent in the room. Like it, 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 it sounds meditated like, too. It's like calculated. And it's like, I don't like that. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like you watched the um, the last Republican debate too. Because huh? I watched it. I you. It sounded like you were referring to when uh, Chris Christie was telling uh, Vivek Ramaswamy to shut up. No, <laughs> but but see, I could make a joke about that, and it could actually be factual because it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my lord, that's yeah, a bunch of crazy stuff. But um, speaking of speaking of crazy, mm-hmm. there there is another aside from sports that is just insane. So mm-hmm. right now it's December eighth, two thousand twenty-three. Big news in the MLB. Uh, it's Shohei Otani, and you may, talk about or, <laughs> you may or may not have heard. He's one of the most exciting players in MLB history. Oh, is he? Japanese oh. phenom, right? Must be can nice. Pitch can hit. Mm. Um, he is a free agent currently and has been for the last five or so weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in the process of signing with the new team. And it's come down to most likely two of them being the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Toronto Blue Jays. As with, you know, free agent hysteria and and a player of this magnitude, I haven't seen this since like LeBron where people were going nuts trying to figure out where the person is going. There have been so many reports that have coming out saying he's going here, he's going here. Today alone, and this is by about 2.46 Pacific Standard Time, you know, there was a bunch of reports coming out that Shohei was going to fly to Toronto. You know, he's getting on a flight and heading over there, and everyone assumes, like, oh, you know, he's signing with Toronto Blue Jays. It's 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 not a layover? No, no, it's not a layover, right? And then oh. I, and we, I even discussed this with Wolf before we got <laughs> on the podcast. You know, I was like, "Oh, he's heading to Toronto." That means, you know, he's signing with the Blue Jays. Nobody's just going there for, you know, like a physical. But then, I seen a tweet about ten or so minutes ago saying he's not in Toronto or he's not going to Toronto. He's just at home. I, I don't, I. Man, this this baffles me because I don't know where he's going. Of course, as a Los Angeles, you know, fan, I would want him to sign with my team. I just want to know where he's going at this point. 
Because mm. because this is actual hysteria. I'm and like figuring out where where this man is is going or where he's, where he's going to be. It's nuts. It's absolute. But but the funniest things have come out of this. You know, not, now that people are confirming he's not, at least for the moment, not going to Toronto. There's a bunch of people tweeting out like, oh, you know, I can confirm he's not here. The One of the funnier ones I've seen is, I can confirm Shohei Otani is not at Panera Bread in Joliet, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Man, th- th- these people, these sports writers, like trying to get the leg up on each other is hilarious. But he's probably, this man is probably at home playing with his dog, completely oblivious to whatever the heck is going on. Wherever he goes, he is going to break the fucking bank. Oh, yeah. And people he, were saying, you know, up to 600 mil. I think that's low. You think and that's if, low? I think that's low. I think if there was any baseball player was going to be the first billion-dollar baseball player, mm. I would pay Sho- Shohei Otani a billion dollars. He's 29 years old. He's 29 years old. And, well, he did have Tommy John surgery, but that's because the Angels don't know how to manage the fuck out of him. Yeah, they don't get me started. I, I was like looking at it, was like a girl that you're in love with and her boyfriend doing her wrong. <laughs> you're like, man, man I, could, I could treat you so much better. <laughs> Why you let him treat? I'd be talking to him like, why you let him treat you like that, baby? (laughs) I could, I would treat you so much better over here, girl. Those guys are at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't no real man. That ain't no real man. I'm a real man, (laughs) dude. He had his best year last year. He 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 hit three oh four with forty four home runs. And only a 497 at bats. And he didn't play the whole season. He probably yeah. could have had better stats going into the yeah. end of it. Crazy, man. And he's only 29 years old. Oh, hold on. I just seen another tweet. This is in response to the Panera bread. <laughs> said, mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. Shohei Otani on Panera Lemonade would have hit 150 home runs. You, you heard that they, uh, two people died of uh, salmonella from lemonade oh, uh, at God. Panera? At Panera Bread? How the hell do you die from Salmonella? What? Yeah, two people die. It's across the country, I think. I don't think it's um, in one place, but yeah. How? Why? I don't know. Anyway. Don't know. Dude, come in. Hey. Hey. Where's my camera? Okay. Right. <laughs> so, hey. Hey, I want, I, want you to, I want you to come over here. We treat you right. We treat you better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's not going to the marriage. It's hey, not hey. happening. Hey, let me sweet talk this man. Look, your oh, own man. team said they got they got out of the race. It's not happening. They said that shit. Yes. Man, why would you say that? They got out of it because there's they know that they are not going to get him. Lie to me. No. You don't have to say it. I mean, I knew, I knew, I knew from jump we weren't, we weren't in contention anyway. It's, Nobody wants to come to Seattle, but you don't, tell them, you don't tell them we're not gonna get him. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> Listen, Shohei, wherever you go, no, yeah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna treat you like you need to be treated. You know what I'm saying? 
I know how to I know how to treat I know how to treat you. You come over here to Seattle. All right. All right. <laughs> so to to anybody who has just joined in at this part of the podcast, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> This is not representative. Oh, it's representative. <laughs> hey, Man, I, my, my boy here has become unhinged. It's time to go. It's time. To go. We need to do some things in Seattle to get get some players over here, man. Yeah, but, but what can you do at this? Point? How the fuck did you guys end up with the good Seager? Well, we lost them because we went to Texas and they won a World Series over there. Yeah, but why couldn't we get him? If his brother was here, we couldn't even get him with his brother. Yeah, well, that- there's a few things that go into that. Your scouting department, for one. Don't give me second. Get- second, so. Your player development has, has not been um, you know, noticeable. Um, the worst. That the whole thing up in Seattle is just terrible. It for <laughs> for your sports. You you had you had one good thing going with the Seahawks, and then even that went to shit. Because of a bad call. One bad call ended because it all. Bad call. Wow. But do you think that was gonna be sustainable? Yeah. We were a Marshawn Lynch uh, run away from winning back-to-back Super Bowls. They, if the Legion of Boom came back the following year on good spirits, yeah, it would have been we we could have three peated. And now Russell down there struggling. I mean, he's here he, first, folks. Three peat. Yeah, we would have three peated, guarantee. Book it. <sighs> Don't get me started, man. Yeah. Um. I wanted to tell you, I watched the Marvels. Did you did you get a chance to watch the Marvels? I did not. Good. <laughs> All right, that's it. Good night, folks. No. Not, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> not bad. Eh? Not bad. It, I think Brie Larson, it was the best Brie Larson has done as Captain Marvel. And, you know, including in-game Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. She was only in there for like a millisecond in Ms. Right. Marvel. But I think it was her best as uh, Captain Marvel. That said, I don't think she's a good Captain Marvel. I, she's, I don't, people keep telling me, I saw The Room and I wasn't blown away by her acting in that movie. And I know she won an Academy Award, but people, people keep telling me she's a great actress, but she just is bad, really bad in Captain Marvel is the writing. I'm like, no, she's really bad actor in that movie. And, and as that as that role, she's like playing somebody that's awkward. But then I, I looked at her when she's on a doing the press tour and that's how she talks in real life. Uh, she has that quirky, awkward, you know. I it's, it's her playing herself, I guess. We can't even talk about how bad we were. Yeah, I watched the Marvels and I, I didn't think she would, she did that good in the, in the role, but it was the best she's done in that role. I, I think that Monica Rambeau did not need to be in a movie and her powers are very nebulously defined. She she says she, she has light-based powers, but that's also what they say Ms. Marvel has is light-based powers. Oh. So and but it's I, I know that's you know they call her Photon or um what was the other name? Uh, 
I forget. But she used to go by Miss Marvel too. Monica Rambeau in the comics. She was Photon and Monica uh, Ms., uh Captain Marvel. Right. One point. But the the and then Samuel Jackson, they man, they need to stop with him, man. First secret invasion. <laughs> now this bullshit. They just it's not even Nick Fury anymore at this point, man. It's not he's yeah, he's just a furry. Like we said. Like we said before, he's just a furry. The the star, the thing that stole the movie away though, that I absolutely was in love with was uh Ms. Marvel. Imani, I I won't even pretend to pronounce her name because I'll butcher that's it. Part of, that's part of the movie. Best part of the movie. She was she was absolutely adorable in that movie. And I I, I, lo- I loved every scene. She was funny, uh, adorable, and uh you could feel her excitement being on the team. And uh, yeah, I I, I I never watched Ms. Marvel, but it almost got me to go back and watch Ms. Marvel. I might watch it at some point when it's really slow. But yeah, I, I, I would give it a six out of 10, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I watched... Better than I thought you would have given. No, no, yeah. I, I'm not going to butcher it. I think, I think all these internet trolls going on here saying it's the worst movie ever... It's, 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 you know, better than most of the Phase Four trash that's come out. It's not a good movie by any means. The villain was terrible. I... The villain was atrocious in that movie. Uh, very forgettable too. But it's better than most Phase Four. That's not saying much, but it's, it was. I mean, it, it, that Ms. Marvel saved it from being a really bad movie. I watched Godzilla minus one. On oh. Tuesday, how was did it? Did you see it? No, how was it? Land. Land. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God, Land! I fucking love this movie. Oh, is that good? Eh? It was so. You have to see it, man. It uh, Godzilla. I don't know what they did to Godzilla. I don't know if they was talking about his mama when he was a baby. <laughs> I don't know if they they. They like were just stomping on kimono dragons on a certain island where he came from. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they did to Godzilla, but Godzilla came out that ocean. And when you see his eyes, I think he's a little cross-eyed too. He looked a little cross-eyed. <laughs> but he came out there and he was like, fuck everybody. <laughs> he he was destroying everybody. And he's it, the good thing about this Godzilla, he's he is not the villain of the movie. He's the Thanos <laughs> of he's the, the movie. Of the, he's the Thanos of the movie, man. He, he destroys everything he comes into contact with for no reason. They don't give him any backstory. They just say one, some people on this remote island after World War II uh, calls him Godzilla. And, that's when, and he was a baby lizard, but he's probably about six stories t- tall when he was oh. tiny the first time you see him. And he comes back later after they drop bombs on Japan. Um, and it makes him even bigger and angrier. And and the bullet that when they're shooting him and everything, he takes damage, but he regenerates like not like Wolverine, like Deadpool. Like he automatically automatically regenerates when they shoot him and everything. Bombs and everything. That's terrifying. It, he is horrific, and it, the views that they show, like the the from the bottom up, and listening to his scream, like I I got like the hairs rose on my uh, forearm 
I was like scared. It's the first Godzilla movie in my entire life that I watched and I was scared of Godzilla. And then when he does his atomic breath, let, let that is, it is a nuclear Hadouken. I, it, can't, it, I can't freaking wait. To, to many people be like, the, the, American, the American Godzillas are fine, but this, this is American, what I've wanted to see. Yeah, the, the American Godzilla is a clown compared to this Godzilla. Everyone, like this one, this one looks like a dude in a suit, but it's CGI. It's a. It, it was only made on a fifteen million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. In some of the scenes, you can tell, but most of the time, uh, Godzilla's in the water, and the majority of the time, he spins in water or like covered with smoke or something like that, so you don't right. see his whole body. Um, but yeah, they did some work on him. Uh, he. And to anybody be like, oh, why is why is Godzilla so mean to you know these people? He's never been this mean. Y'all grew up with like the that weird American Godzilla yeah. when she was in New York and started laying eggs and shit. That's no, <laughs> no, no. This Godzilla is meant to be a pure manifestation of nuclear fucking horror. Yes. And and it's been that and, and to anybody who says otherwise. For Godzilla, it's been on site for for him in Japan for years. <laughs> it's on Earth. It's on it's it's on air for Godzilla. This movie, man, <laughs> anything, anything sets him off. Like 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 don't like don't don't think he's never done this before because this man's gonna fucking. <laughs> this is this is a scene where he's chasing a ship in the water and his eyes are just above the water like a crocodile, and he's going after him. And then this other ship starts shooting at him. And before Godzilla turns his body, he shifts his eyes to where, the, you know, while he's chasing the ship, uh, he shifts his eyes to where the bullets are coming from. And then he turns. And that shit scared the shit out of me. Just the shifting of his eyes. You're like, oh, this motherfucker wants something. <laughs> you like that. You ever, you ever seen uh, the old Adidas commercials for Terry Tate, the office linebacker? No. Oh, my God. You got to see them. That's basically what Godzilla was to the Japanese people. If anybody <laughs> yeah. doesn't know what I'm talking about, look up Terry Tate, office linebacker. It's the greatest series of ads I've ever seen on this planet. And it actually involves the guy who played Coltrane from Gears of War. Oh, really? Yeah. and And you'd be like, this dude played Coltrane? Yeah, no, he didn't play Coltrane. He is Coltrane. The dude is Woo! jacked. A lot of, lot of trend. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of trend. A lot of trend <laughs> testosterone. And he's on that Ronnie Coleman diet of chicken and rice. Yeah. <laughs> Man. It, yeah, this Godzilla movie was amazing. And it made you... Like, Godzilla's... He's, he's not the main character. He's, he's, he takes a backseat some of the time in the movie. He's the villain of the movie, right. um, and but you care you you care so much about the main character and his uh, uh, the people that he is with. You care you hope nothing bad happens to him. And I can't remember any Godzilla movie where I was like, "Oh, please don't kill him." You know, <laughs> I was like, "I don't care about these people he's stepping on or the collateral damage." But this one, like every every step he takes, I'm like, "Please don't kill him. Please don't kill these people." And, and uh, and they're just rebuilding after World War Two too. Like they, you know, little by little, you see them coming back from after the two bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm. And 
And then Godzilla just comes in and said, I didn't tell you to put this shit up. <laughs> Who said you could put this up? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm taking it all down. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, you put up buildings? No, no, my fucking watch. Yeah, he said, this shit is in my way. It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not PPE. It's not certified. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, a, he's like the, uh, um, the gangsters that you know you have to pay off for insurance, and none of them paid insurance. He's just like, this okay, law isn't up to code. Yeah, <laughs> and the the atomic breath, man. When it so first, I know you've seen the commercials where like it goes up his back, mm. and so it goes up his back slowly. You're like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> He takes in a deep breath while his whole his whole face is blue and his back is blue. Yeah. And the deep breath sucks in so much stuff, Lynn. Yeah, that's scary itself. You, you see Godzilla take a deep breath. I'm like, oh, my God, he ain't playing. And then he shoots out the atomic breath and it shoots out like it. it, it, it I, I'm trying to think of if there's anything. It, it's like, um, bro, he uh, cocked his back and he fired it like a fucking cannon. He did, and and it goes through the whole cities like like a hot knife through butter, and it and it's just a hole there, right? And you can see the hole that it goes through when he shoots it, and then you're like, oh my god, that is so scary! What he did with the hot breath, it just ripped through all the building, and it destroys that, like the breath where the laser goes through. It doesn't. Everything around it is destroyed too, just off the velocity. It doesn't even have to be the laser itself, and then when it hits, Lynn. It's another nuclear explosion, like a nuclear, nuclear explosion. And you're just like, oh, my God, he just destroyed all all this again. It has to. And, it, and then he's right there. Lynn, when he does it uh, and all the people just get blown away, if they're not destroyed by the initial blast, you see him get blown away by the by the wind. And it's miles a mile for miles. And the worst thing about it is Godzilla sits there like like. Um, uh, what, what's his name? Tim Robbins and Shawshank Redemption when the rain. He's <laughs> he's in there like reveling in it, Lynn. Like fucking Andy Dufresne was. Yeah, he's reveling in it. It is destruction with all all the all the debris, all the smoke. He's just sitting there, and then he screams into the sky like, "Fuck that!" And I'm like, "This guy's so dirty." I'm just imagining Godzilla and like the water with the rain coming on him, looking like Andy Dufresne when he got out of jail. Yeah, he said, "Get busy living or get busy dying." Goddamn right. <laughs> I swear, before he screamed into the sky, he closed his eyes and took it in for a couple seconds. So <laughs> and then anybody got who hasn't break. seen the movie, who wants to know how like how much force Godzilla would put into that freaking uh, atomic breath, go look at the end of the first reveal trailer. He literally cocks his head back and he yes punches it with so much force. And then it just cuts off right before it goes. It, it, man, you know that's going to kill a shit ton of people. It's going to happen. Yes. And he uses it a couple times in the movie. And every time it's one of the scariest damn things you'll ever see. It's it's terrifying. I've never been that scared of Godzilla. And then the, the, it, 
the explosion of it, the nuclear explosion of it is just like, and then they play the original Godzilla music from the, you know, from the fifties. And, and it sounded silly the first time I heard it. And then as it kept going, I was horrified of the music. You're like, Oh shit. I was like, Oh my God, he's just going to murder millions of people for no reason. For no reason. On site. On, on site. On Earth. <laughs> it was it was an amazing movie. On a $15 million budget, US, you take notes. You, you got all these Marvel films being made for hundreds of millions of dollars, and then you have this shit. $15 yeah. million dollar baby making tons of money. It's it it got I you you know you know what's crazy? This film is now the highest grossing live action Japanese film in the US of all time. Yeah, I think it only made like eleven million dollars on the opening weekend though. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about like cumulative because now people are like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I was amazed. I was happy I was able to go in and see it. I was just blown away. Oh, and it's great. Mm. Yeah, just um, it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, it does too. It does too. Yeah, did you want you did you want to add anything before we close this out? No, I'm. I think I'm gonna just bust my load to minus one, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, man, I give I give the Robert Ori Award to Godzilla this week, man, because that dude comes through every time. Oh, you but... didn't want to give it to the guy who played the piano on the Will Smith interview thing. I would give it to him, but then I remember Godzilla, and I don't want to get. I don't want to. He scares me. So <laughs> this Godzilla, Japanese Godzilla, is the real Robert Ori because he's the one that kept the kept the franchise alive. He had his son, and that was stupid. Well, 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 I, well there, there is another one that came out. It it wasn't. It still got a claim. It just wasn't the acclaim that this one got. It's called the uh, Shin Godzilla, bro. That mm. guy. Now, now you're talking about that guy having some having some problems. He has some problems. Yeah, yeah. Like that is still the scariest time. I haven't seen minus one, so I can't. You know, like I can't tell specifically. But man, Shin Godzilla was just a pure force that they didn't even kill the guy. I mean, they hurt the motherfucker, but it it, it wasn't enough. Like this dude came back with a freaking vengeance. Dude, what, what? What? Let me know what you think at the end of this movie. Because at the end of the movie, I was like, "Oh shit!" The, the very, the very last second of the movie, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Godzilla minus one, excellent movie. Yeah, well, you you have to let me know what you think of it when you see it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else coming out this the rest of the. Oh yeah, Aquaman. I have to talk about that. But besides that, I don't think there's any other decent movies coming out. No. I think we're good though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching Squid Game finale comes on tonight. I'm excited about that. <laughs> the most raw form of those people, human man. Nature. <laughs> They're sitting there suing the show because they got injured on a on a Squid Game TV show. Yeah, of course you're gonna get injured. There's a disclaimer, you stupid idiots. It's Squid Game. Did you not watch the 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 actual TV show? <laughs> like. You're gonna get hurt. Yeah, y'all, y'all getting off light compared to the show. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you get to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's what we'll, what I'll be doing tonight.
Okay. All right, sir. Let's wrap this up. I appreciate y'all for listening. Give us a five-star review to get us out there more. Subscribe. Spotify. Apple. Google. iHeart. All of them. Anywhere you listen to your Audible. Amazon. Anywhere you can listen. We're out there. And as usual, protect your mind. Protect your heart. Protect your peace. And we out. Peace.